everyone and welcome back to Hawkward. Um, as always, I'm your host, Julianne, social media advisor and news editor for The Crier. And today I'm with Braylon and Casey, who are both service and solidarity trip leaders. Hi guys. Hi. Hello. How are you today? Good. Thank you so much for having us. Great. Thank you. <laughs> cool. I wanted to talk a little bit about the service and solidarity trips because You've both been participants numerous times, and you've both led a trip, but you've led, like Casey, you led in the winter, and Berlin, you led in the spring. Okay, so Casey, which trips have you been a participant on? So I have been a participant on um, the trip to the Benedictine School in Maryland, the Hartford Catholic Worker in Hartford, Connecticut, and um, the Pine Ridge Reservation to Remember in South Dakota. And Brandon, which ones have you been a participant Like Casey, I have also gone to South Dakota and worked on the Pine Ridge Reservation with the Lakota, Oglala Lakota tribe. <laughs> um, and in addition to that, I also went my sophomore year to Washington, D.C. and worked with an organization called Food and Friends, where we um, delivered meals to homebound and the terminally ill. Cool. And which trips did you guys lead? I led to Andre House in Phoenix, Arizona, which is a hospitality center for those experiencing homelessness. I led last year to right here in Manchester, right in our backyard, our own community, and it was refugee resettlement. So we worked with um, refugees, whether they had been here for two weeks or a few years. Um, we also, so that was through the INE or International Institute of New England. And we also worked with um, INTI, which is like an after school program for kids in the local middle schools. Right. And this year, I led a trip to Newark, New Jersey at St. Benedict's Prep, which is an all-boys high school. Cool. Yeah. Um, so what is the process kind of to become a leader? Like, what? how did you get that role? Um, well, first of all, you've had to have had to have participated in, on a trip um, and experienced the program in itself as a participant. Um, and then... There's an application process that you have to go through, um, an interview process, as well as group process, which is, um, Casey can probably speak more to the group process because she just sat in on it. So group process, there are three different activities. So it really gets down to the point of how you work with others and how we kind of work together in a group. Um, so there's three activities, one where you choose the most, the, as a group, you have to choose the most important values of a leader. Um, one where the group needs to work together to problem solve to get themselves out of this kind of game situation called leapfrog or traffic stop, I think. And then the last one you need, um, you're given 10 values, but kind of aspects of the program that you think might be important and you're asked to rank them individually, one to 10. And then as a group, you have to come up with what are the most important aspects of a site rather yeah what like the site so direct service indirect service the spirituality aspect the cost um just things like that cool and what so once you get through all that stuff how did you does how did you learn which site you were going to did you get to kind of pick it all and i know i pick your top three or anything like that no so there is a senior leader team um that will 
like works behind the scenes with Sue um, and this year Riley as well. And they will um, sit in on all the interviews. They take notes from other seniors who did group process. Um, and in addition to that, they like read over the application. They read resumes that were approved by the CDC. Um, and then they, um, I don't want to say weed them out, but they kind of just look at the participants or the applicant pool and see which ones they think would be a good fit. But um, there can be really great leaders, and if they just don't have someone that is a good pair for them or a good site match, then they might not get the trip, but that doesn't mean that they're not qualified by any means. So it really just depends on um, the senior leader team and Sue and who they think will be a great match and who what site will fit their needs. And then once the leadership committee and Sue and Riley have made all those matches, um, you're sent an email telling you that, you know, you've been accepted and you will be a part of the program and what season you'll be leading. And then they do kind of a fun reveal of who your partner is and where you'll be going. So each year it's a little different in how they present it to you, but you'll first find out who your co-leader is and then you find out what trip you'll be leading. Cool. Yeah. Once you've got all your information, what res- what responsibilities do you have? Like, when does be- being a leader like officially start? Like the second you get the yeah. yes pairing? right yeah. away. <laughs> it's pretty, especially for WBA. It's a really quick turnaround, um, so that you find out, and within a week, pretty much, you have selection night for applicants who want to be participants on your trip, and within that week, you have a trip. Um, oh, wow. So you have yeah. 10 to 12 participants that you need to prepare for this trip, which is exciting. A little, yeah. It can be a little overwhelming, but it's super fun. Yeah, it's great. This year they're doing um, something a little bit different. It's just to accommodate um, more sites, not more sites, but they're shifting some sites around just so that we can, like if there was weather issues like South Dakota, there'd be frozen fog a lot or like flooding, and there were just um, a lot of flight delays and things like that. So this year they're going to do South Dakota in May instead of winter so they're offering a few may trips in 2020 and then they're hoping to do one december trip the week after finals before christmas so it'll be december wba sba and may because we're just trying to accommodate um not just sites but we also want there to be um more time for people to be able to go if the other ones didn't work out for them right because i mean a lot of people do them and i'm sure like just as many can't Mm -hmm. fit on them because there's only Mm -hmm. a certain number um and then what was, like, the toughest part and the best part of, like, trying to organize the whole thing for you? I think um, the toughest part, at least for me, was not really knowing, like, what I was going to be doing when I got there. I mean, I could plan and prepare logistically until, you know, 24 hours a day. But once I finally – it wasn't until I finally got there that I was, like – oh, this is what Andre House is about and this is what I'm going to be doing. And, you know, I had last year's leaders to kind of say, this is what you do, but I didn't know what that meant in the context of it. So not being able, and when people, you know, your participants ask you, what are we going to be doing? What are we going to be doing? But you're like, I don't really know. It's just kind of (laughs) like, we're just kind of along for the ride, which is also exciting that it's a new experience and it's not all planned out and that you don't necessarily know what you're going to be doing every day. Yeah, for me, um, it was also very similar. Some of the 
um, things like I love most about being a leader is just like the behind the scenes organizing, color coding. Like I just love it. I'm such a nerd, but I'm that's right up my alley. But I also just love like the support you get from other leaders um, and just being able to support them as well and seeing like their journey and journeying alongside them throughout that whole process. Um, as well as like the personal growth that I saw in my participants, that was something that um, I'll never forget. Like I remember them day one, and then at the end they were like not like a new person, but like they just grew so much um, and became like they just I guess understood the mission more of the trip, and that was just something really great to see. Um, but the hardest I think for me was um, this past trip at Newark. It wasn't like we were like going somewhere and we were building a house. Like there wasn't like something that we were gonna necessarily like see like so it was very solidarity heavy and I just think going into it I was like I like I was stressed like that was just something I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna like communicate this because Newark's a very like a first time trip and I was worried that um the participants wouldn't necessarily see the point of being there and I was proven wrong and I'm so happy I was um that made transitioning home a little bit harder just because of the connections that we had made with the students and just getting to know the history of the school um I'm just going to give you a little bit of background, yeah. if you don't mind. Okay, Go great. Um, so in Newark, um, the monks that were at the Newark Abbey actually came here and founded St. A's. Oh. Um, yeah, so that was like a really fun fact, both Benedictine schools. Um, so I really liked that aspect of it. But in 1970, there were um, riots, and a few of the monks believed that um, the school should be segregated, and a few believed it should remain diverse. And um, it should be integrated. So that caused the school to shut down because the monks were divided and a few of them ended up leaving and then a few felt so strongly about it that they tried to reopen the school and it was a success. So now that's why it has um, stayed like successful today. But just like their story and their willingness and um, just wanting to like really just be there for the boys who not necessarily like some come here for sports, like they come from um, all over the country, all over the continent like different continents um and some are like right from new jersey but home might not be safe for them they may not have a home um so there's boys of all different backgrounds and it's just really like a beautiful thing to see that the monks that are there are there for the right reasons and really there to support the students and just say like i'm here i see you like you are important and it was just like a really great um mission i guess of the school so yeah, and you said... Hard to leave. <laughs> yeah, you kind of said that, like, coming back here was hard. Was that, like, a common thing to happen on the trip? Yeah, I would say that's, like, for different reasons it's hard, but I would say, at least for all the trips I've been on, especially yeah. with South Dakota and Casey, like, they're all so hard to transition back from because it's... You're just completely... Two different worlds. And I just think that here, you know, I love St. A's as much as the next person probably, <laughs> probably more <laughs> but you know it is such a bubble and being here like being able to experience other parts of the country and even I mean I haven't been to Manchester but even going just into Manchester um it's so humbling I think is the best mm-hmm. word to describe it how you know how lucky we are but it's really humbling to see other parts of the country and being able to learn from people and coming home it's so hard you know everyone says make your elevator speech but <laughs> you know that two to three minute like oh it was great like thanks for asking I had a really good time like I served soup to the homeless like you know it, that's just kind of what you have to come back with and realize that not everyone had that week with you and they're not going to understand it or they're going to have a much 
harder time understanding what you're feeling and I think it's really hard those first couple days especially when you have to jump right back into school um but just that you know knowing we work as leaders we work hard to try as best we can to transition participants and ourselves back home um but it really I mean I know personally I've gotten like snappy with some of my roommates just for absolutely no reason just because I was upset about what I had seen in South Dakota but I mean it was just my own experience and it's really hard to it can be really hard to transition and bring that home and they've told us to um like when I had a really hard time transitioning back from both South Dakota and Newark like there were so many questions that I just wanted answers to and I wasn't afraid to ask them like I did but Sue and Riley were so good about saying like we don't have all the answers, but those are the questions you need to be asking, and we need to, like, keep asking them, but learn it's okay to not have the answers, but, um, and in no way give voice to the voiceless, because they do have a voice, but just really, like, advocate, and, like, just tell people about our trips, and I think that's been the hardest part, is just, no matter how hard it is to find the words to describe our trip, it's so important that we do process it, and Mm -hmm. tell, like, our experience, regardless of what it is, like, you could have, you could go and build a house. You could be at Mississippi cleaning up a summer camp. You could be in a school working with um, people with developmental or intellectual disabilities. Um, you could be at Phoenix. You could be, like, every site is so important for so many different reasons. And I think um, whether you've been there, you know someone that's been there, just telling your story is really hard at times, but very important to do. Yeah. Now, when does the role of leader kind of end because I know it's not just like you come back from your trip and you're just kind of like it really it kind of ends like around this time I guess um but it really is for both WBA and SBA but it really is kind of until the end of the year kind of thing at this point um they've chosen new leaders for the 2020 season which is so exciting and upsetting that it's not us. Um, but you're still, even though those new leaders will take on all your roles per se, but you still are here. Like you need to be there for those leaders and in these next few weeks, like share with them what you have and what you've learned from your own trip. So helping them prepare. Cause like Brilliant said before, it is one big support system. Like even after we leave here, Um, you know, it's not, I contact old leaders all the time. Like it's, it, you know, we don't just, we're not gone forever. So it really is that support system. And although we're not actively preparing or participating in the trips anymore, um, (laughs) um, we're still here to support everyone that is involved in the program. What's one piece of advice you wished you had before becoming a leader? I think for me, it's just to have Um, someone kind of asked this in an interview and we all kind of gave like our little answers and Sue said she thinks like something that's most challenging too for new leaders is having um, not necessarily a closed mind but she encourages people to have an open mind and I think it's so true because we have like the one trip that or like couple of trips that maybe like wanted like that made us want to lead and we have like it almost up on a pedestal so we don't know if like other trips will compare to it like I was so afraid with South Dakota I was like what trip is gonna like and you can't compare them because they're all so different. So I think for new leaders, just having an open mind because every trip, like you will have a different experience at every trip and they're going to impact you and affect you in ways you didn't like necessarily expect, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I think um, 
we always talk about two and leader trainings that like, yes, we're going to go there in hopes that we plant a seed and that fruit will someday, um, we'll see the fruits of our labor, but we always come back and more than one's changed. Um, so I think just having an open mind and being willing to be changed is something that I would say to new leaders. I think also not being afraid to speak up. Um, I think that was something that I definitely could have, I <laughs> wish I had been told, I guess a little <laughs> earlier that everyone is their own person and everyone has different leadership qualities, but you're chosen to be a part of a leader in this program because you are a great leader. And so not being afraid to speak up and share what you have to say, because every single person, all 38 people in that room have something incredible to share. And you like, we learn so much from each other, even when we're talking about something like budgeting I mean, you can <laughs> literally think of anything that you can just talk like everyone has so much to share so not being afraid as a new leader to speak up and not kind of ride the backs of those repeaters and obviously you guys have been on a couple trips over the past <laughs> four years but why do you think just like on a whole going on the trips and I know you've probably kind of mentioned it already but like why do you think people should like sign up and apply and try or if someone was kind of like nervous about it what would you try to say to get them to do it it's so hard to put it into words but um, this is a program that I have been involved in since my freshman year it was something that September of freshman year I decided to take a leap of faith and I said this is something that I want to do and it and I know it is so cliche but it (laughs) truly changed my life like it made me it helped me transform and and grow into such a different, but I would say great. <laughs> I would too. It has smashed. Like it has just it has helped me recognize who I am and what I believe, and I have met my like some of my absolute best friends and mentors, and my former leaders are people that I look up to and hold with such high respect that it is just and the experiences are you're never going to get an experience like this again and you can go on a service trip but that kind of solidarity aspect with everyone else in your group and everyone else in the program isn't going to be there because this program is so special so just kind of taking that opportunity while you have it because after these four (laughs) years they're not there anymore which is really sad. Whoa. <laughs> but like, and it, like they're it's gone, trendy, you know? Yeah, and true. it's just something I'm so grateful for them yeah. and what they've Did done. Did you have hesitations before your first trip? I actually almost didn't go on my first trip. Um, like a week before, one of my friend's dads was really sick and I didn't want to be away from home. I didn't think that it would be okay for me to be in Maryland for a week. Um, I was stressed with school. It was freshman year. And then I had the time of my life. I It was absolutely incredible. So just like almost not going. And then and look at me you. now. <laughs> um, I would definitely agree with everything Casey said. Um, my only regret in college is that I did not do one my freshman year. That is, I can hands down say that is my only regret. Um, I've heard many people say like, 
even if it's like their senior junior they're like why didn't I do this sooner like I just wish I had done it sooner so I just encourage people like Casey did take that leap of faith just try it if it's not for you great but I feel like it should so be if it it might already be like a Sane's bucket list like you just yeah. have mm-hmm. to do it they are just um like Casey again Casey I'm copying everything you're saying it's really um cool. it's just such a humbling experience but just to journey alongside each other um immerse yourself in different cultures different um environments and just really just learning about what um what's out there learning and how everyone has human dignity no matter um their socioeconomic status where they're from race gender ethnicity like nothing matters just seeing how we can all um like we're all equal and just loved and made in the image and likeness of god is just something so so beautiful and i'm so happy that i was able to be a part of um this program because it truly has changed and made me who i am today all right well unless you have anything else to add Okay. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Of course, guys. Thanks for talking to us. Hopefully, you've persuaded a few people for. I hope so. I'm sure. Sign up. 2020. Now. 2020. Applications are out. 2020 still in process, or have they already been chosen? Yes. Leaders have been chosen. Applications went out yesterday. Oh, okay. And are due Monday. Okay, but what? Don't quote us on that. April eighth. April eighth. Around April 8th. Yes, that's Monday. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And thanks to everyone listening. This was awkward. <laughs>